Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Stephanie Strange, and I'm here to play real or creepy, and I am a spooky content creator and a psychic medium. Hi, my name is Brittany Crabb. I'm here to play real or creepy. I am a paranormal investigator who's obsessed with pink and sparkles. That's right, everybody. I'm Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of Real or Creepy, the game show where we determine whether or not a story from the internet is a real haunting or creepypasta. And as you heard on this episode, we've got two special guests, two people that have been awesome to our podcast. They're amazing online content creators in the paranormal. Make sure you check them out, Stephanie Strange and Brittany Crabb. So we're going to go ahead and jump into our first story. This one is called, This Is My Scary Story. We lived in a big house that was located in the Blue Ridge Mountains. We grew up there and nothing ever happened. But when we went to my grandma's house that was just down the road, the creepiest things would happen to my sister. She would say at night, after we fell asleep, she would be woken up by a slap across the stomach. She thought it was me and came to my room to yell at me. When she came in, I was sound asleep and she freaked out, so I let her sleep in my room. Another time, we were outside playing and it was getting dark. I said as we were cleaning up, I had to go inside to the bathroom and I would be back. She said, okay, but when I got back, she was laying on the ground screaming and crying. She said that she saw me come out of the house, run right at her, and punch her in the face. Then she said I took off around the corner of the house, and when she went after me, she saw something horrifying. She said it was a tall creature, probably about seven feet tall and wearing a black robe. She said she saw it and froze in fear, and it kept looking at her, but all she could see was its glowing eyes from the darkness. Then she said it let out a horrible scream, and she blinked, and it was gone. She then collapsed on the ground where I saw her. She told my grandma, but she acted like my sister was playing. Two days later, my grandma came flying up to our house at about 10.30 a.m. She came in screaming. She said she was last night in the kitchen making brownies when she heard someone at the front door knocking. She said it was around 8, so she was a little scared, but she went to see who it was, and there was no one. She thought it was some kid from down the road, so she didn't think much about it. But then later in the kitchen, she came out of the corner of her eyes and saw a little man walking from the living room up the stairs. She flipped out. Then she talked herself down, thinking she was just seeing things. She said she didn't go to bed until 3 in the morning, which isn't unusual for her. And she said it was around 10 in the morning when she felt the blanket being pulled off of her. She shot up and saw a little man at the foot of her bed smiling. So she ran out of the house and came straight to us. She has since sold the home. Dun, dun, dun. So, Stephanie, we'll start with you on this one. Pretty wild stuff. For me personally, I think it's like a user submitted story. It seems a little bit all over the place because like they were saying that like there's a lot of different outlandish things that were different from one another. It was not a cohesive story. So like one minute they're saying that they saw like a seven foot tall person wearing a black robe and then the glowing eyes into the darkness. Like that seems a little bit out there. But then also this little man, like what 
Oh, that's so it just it's not again it's not a flow it doesn't flow so I was waiting for like the punchline with that and so I guess with that being said if it is a user submitted story I think that it sounds to me like they're having multiple weird things happening in their house does it lead you to believe it more that it isn't buttoned up and super cohesive or does the fact that it is kind of all over the place does it make you feel like somebody was just making something up and putting it on the internet kind of to re regurgitate what you're saying if because the story is all over the place am I inclined to believe it to be real or not I think that in a way I think that this person is trying to explain multiple incidences as to why they believe that they're having these experiences so I'm inclined to believe that they're they are having an experience however at the same time because like you said I'm I read so many stories I'm engulfed in it at the same time I'm I'm bound to ask the question like are they dealing with psychosis? Have they checked themselves to make sure that there isn't anything going on that's causing them hallucinations? Because that's a lot. You know what I mean? Like it's almost too much because because of the fact that I am engulfed in the paranormal, when you have a lot of activity, to me, that's like, oh, that's really rare. So, you know what I mean? Like sometimes it's like, hmm, is it hallucinations? Are you seeing other things? What is causing multiple different incidences? And they're all very different from each other too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, Brittany, um, have you ever found any tiny little men at the end of your bed? That part made me laugh. I'm like, what? I saw a little man at the end of my bed. Like, what? <laughs> I agree with Steph that it is very all over the place. I think it's made up because none of it makes sense. It was all over the place. I'm like, what the heck? It kind of felt is like... Is it real? Well, so here's the spoiler. We don't know <laughs> if any of oh, these okay. are real or creepypasta. It's for you guys to determine. Oh! Uh, <laughs> Okay. I thought you had the answer. Okay. I wish. No, that's a, a common misconception okay. when I have people. I think saying that it's a game show makes it feel like there's going to be some resolution oh. to what we're doing. And there are no prizes, okay. guys. Nobody's getting a Samsonite, you know, <laughs> luggage or anything. So we got yeah. one for fake creepypasta. And I think it sounded like Stephanie was kind of leaning towards that. Maybe it is submitted from somebody who thinks it's real, but there may be something more kind of going on yeah. there. Yes. That too, yeah. Yeah. This episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey, y'all, it's Noah Daniels. And oh boy, I just got my box of wild grain bread and pasta. My whole family has been so excited to dive in. We started with a sourdough and it was amazing. If you're looking to make Mother's Day brunch planning easier or just looking for a great gift for your mom, you've got to check out Wild Grain. Order before May 6th to get your box in time for Mother's Day. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. The next thing up for us to try is the biscuits with our breakfast. And you can now fully customize your wild grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. So we're going to jump into the second story. I'm really curious to see what you think about this one. The title for this one is WTF were those hooded figures I saw as a kid. When I was a kid, about seven years old, I saw three hooded figures on two separate occasions. And I still wonder to this day what the fuck I witnessed. Curious to know if anyone else has seen or heard of anything like this. So this is the first time it happened was at night. I had not long gone to bed and was just laying there quietly waiting to fall asleep. I used to be quite scared of the dark when I was that age, as I'd already had a few paranormal experiences by then, so my parents would leave the hallway light on for me and my door open a few inches. The way my bed was positioned against the wall meant I could see down past my feet through the doorway and down the hallway. All of a sudden, I saw three hooded figures coming down the hallway in single file towards me and then turning left into my parents' room. The third one stopped for a moment and looked into my room straight at me. And that was when I screamed for my mom. The second time it happened was a few months later and during the daytime. I was just chilling in my room alone, playing with my toys when something caught my eye in my parents' room. I turned to look and saw the three figures walking in single file again. Both times, I only saw them for a few seconds. Of course, I was scared, but I don't feel threatened by them. They were quite small, maybe five feet or so, and they looked like monks. Well, the clothes did anyway. I couldn't see their faces as it was just blackness. They moved in the same way monks walk, like slow and deliberate pace with their heads kind of down. My dad was fighting the council at the time to stop them from cutting down the lovely oak trees in front of our house, and he thought that they might be spirits connected to the trees in some way. I don't know what or who they were, but it was very strange, and I can still remember it so vividly 30 years later. So, Brittany, what do you think? I mean, that's a pretty unusual paranormal tale. It almost sounds more like a cryptid than, you know, a straight up ghost story. Well, I think it's true. Just the way that it's worded, it just seems like someone actually telling their experience to somebody. I would absolutely be living if I saw 
three hooded figures coming my way but the fact that they saw them going through the hallway and being five feet the whole time like I like to picture things in my head when I'm reading or listening to stories so I was picturing them being six feet or eight feet tall so it's kind of unusual to hear the five foot thing I've seen a hooded figure before though not three but I have personally back when I was 19 or 20 I saw the grim reaper in my bedroom that was like the hooded figure that I saw I have a series on my channel where I read people's uh my subscribers ghost stories as well and they've come across hooded figures before like a hooded shadow so that's why mm -hmm. I feel the true story because I find that to be actually quite common but the five foot thing is kind of weird because usually these figures are super tall like and isolated I feel like I guess it's cool I that they have friend groups though I never <laughs> Stephanie, what do you think? Did that one persuade you to feel like it's a real story? Have you ever come across anything like that uh, in your journey through the paranormal? I mean, yeah, I, I think it's real. I do think it's like a, it, it's coming from their truth. I think it's a real experience. There's like a few podcasts that I've heard where they've asked about like, hey, have you heard of the three hooded figures? And like, also there's this other phenomenon that people have reported about seeing them out in the woods and stuff and they move in unison and they're really weird movements. I've heard mm -hmm. about that too. Yeah, like they, they're like mirroring, like the mirroring men or something like that is what they're called. So they literally, one will move and then the other one will move exactly the same same but it's very like in human weird movements hmm. and so when you said Noah like about the whole thing about how it sounds like more like a cryptid I'm inclined to believe the same thing I don't know if it's like a spirit per se but it feels more like a cryptid I don't know that's just my thought but I do think it's real because even said I can still remember it vividly 30 years later that's not how you yes. end a story or of any kind so yeah that's just my thought so we did it gang that's our first our first run through of real or creepy. I always want to call it real or spooky and I have to stop myself every time. So before we get out of here, Stephanie, why don't you tell our audience where they can find all your wonderful content? Yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook, Stephanie underscore strange and on YouTube, Stephanie Strange. And Brittany, where can our audience find all your wonderful content? You can find me on YouTube, which is my main platform. It's just at Brittany Crab, and I'm on Instagram and TikTok, which is Brittany Crab 44. And probably yeah. at a uh, WB movie premiere somewhere when you're listening to this. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for coming on for another episode of Real or Creepy. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.